Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie D. Today, we're talking about... The worms. Which worms? Worms. All worms? Mm-hmm. Natalie, what's a worm? Worms are a bunch of different animals that are related to each other distantly. Okay, so like an umbrella. Yeah, and they are tube guys. Boys made of tube, and they have no limbs and no eyes. No worms have eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's very important. I did not know that. No eyeballs on those guys. They are, they, there's not much going on with them. There's not much going on with a worm. They're minimal. Yeah. Like, I wonder what it's like to be a worm. Really loud. You spend all day eating dirt. Well, not all worms are earthworms. No, not all worms are worms. Okay, so they there's like a bazillion different kinds of them. And there's little teeny baby ones that are like little itty bitty. Smallest guys you've ever seen, right? Smallest. Yeah. They go from being little, little to being huge. There is one called a bootlace worm that could be 190 feet long. Feet? Yes. How big around is that sucker? He's skinny. He's a skinny baby and he looks like a big wad of grossness. So he kind of like yarn balls up on himself? It looks like a yuck. It looks like a pile of a bunch of worms, but it's just that one guy. Yeah, yeah. But those guys can be hella fucking long. And some of them are like 22, like giant, the giant earthworm they uh-huh. have in Africa uh-huh. can get up to be 22 feet long. And that's like a worm worm, though. The giant earthworm is the one that's like the size of a fire hose. Yeah. Diameter-wise. Right. Now, you could eat that sucker. Right. I There's would. not much to them, though, dude. There's like, they're, they're just a fucking tube, man. That's it. It's just a tube, man. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to learn, like, more about worms so I could, like, empathize with them. But, like, there's not much to them. They really, they just squirm until they're done. Right. Like, they don't have, like, behaviors aside from bee worm. Well, I mean, the <laughs> worm I'm most familiar with is the earthworm. Mm-hmm. And that's an annelid. Yeah. I'm sure I talked about this before, but I had to do a science fair experiment one year, and they told us we couldn't work on animals. And then somebody said, well, can I use ants? And the teacher was like, yes. So we kind of triangulated like what you were and weren't allowed to use, like based on questioning the teacher. And I worked out that worms was the cheapest one to get. Yeah. And But it was like the most advanced one that was also the cheapest. Like you could. Now, even as a kid, I was not like, I was not okay with like, doing anything to hurt animals. I was always pro-animal and I was always like pro-humane treatment of animals, right? Mm -hmm. So I wasn't gonna like roll down and get a bunch of uh, chinchillas and make them listen to rap or something. Right, right. I, uh, so I got worms and- You made uh, them listen to rap. Oh, I wish. (laughs) That would have been so much more fun. Uh, I did experiments on worms. And uh, it was incredibly boring. What was the experiment? I feel like you told me what the experiment was. Uh, I injected them with neurotransmitters and I was like, oh yeah, that worm's fucked up. I got like, I got the weirdest color ribbon. I got like a green ribbon. What What was it supposed to do? What, what, what did the neurotransmitter, what did you think was your hypothesis? Like what I, were you trying to? 
I don't, I don't remember. I never had much bandwidth for school projects. I was like, get it done. Do what you have to do. See, there's, but there's like doing what, like get it done, do what you have to do. Injecting worms with stuff is like very involved for a, a child science project. Not really. There's only. I don't know what I went to school with did anything like that. It, but it's a worm there, so you just. You're using a syringe on an animal. Yeah. <laughs> That's like not real casual. That's like a little bit. There's more only so much. There's only there's like a limited number of places I can go. You just go somewhere in the middle. <laughs> See, if I was gonna do a science project and I didn't and I didn't want to put any effort into it, I'd be like, my science project is about how fast does a train go, <laughs> and then I would show you how fast it goes. Third grade science project. <laughs> That would be fine. They really start pressing you after a while there. <laughs> they really start leaning on the theory. Yeah. You know, I did it in like the last week before the science fair. And like I said, I got some kind of ribbon that was like an orange ribbon, green ribbon. Like, is this good or bad? And they're like, I don't know. It's not a blue ribbon. Was it a participation ribbon? I really don't know. They were like, congrats on torturing uh, and a lower down animal that's less than a mouse because the mouse is illegal to us but i wouldn't have injected a mouse so you touched a worm though that's oh weird. i've that sounds gross when you put it like that <laughs> but earthworms are like harmless to people yeah they still touched it with your fingers well yeah but yeah but it just squirms around then you just put it back in the dirt because that's where it lives the only thing that i know about complex behavior in worms i think birds fly in and they kind of peck on the ground because mm -hmm. then the worm hears the bird pecking on it and he's like oh it must be raining i gotta go up to get some sweet raindrops and that's when the bird gets them yeah because they need to be wet because they breathe through their skin oh really yeah, yeah. oh and so dry boy is a dead boy so, so wait, so they breathe what through their skin? They breathe air? Mm -hmm. Some of them have gills, but some of them just breathe through their skin. How do they get air underground? There's air under there. They aerate the dirt and there's air in the dirt. So there's those forms that you're talking about, the annelids. We're going to talk about annelids later, right? There's also the underwater worms that live like in the oceans and stuff. Um, there are freshwater worms and then there's underground worms. Worms don't live like on the surface, like in the sun. That's like not their thing. Dark and moist. Yeah. So basically there's worms everywhere except for where we are. They're not about the surface surface of the world. So like the crust of the earth and then like the oceans and mm -hmm. stuff, that's where the worms are going to be. Mm -hmm. And you said they can't see. Mm -hmm. No worms have eyes. I mean, that's in the definition. They have no eyes, yeah. And so they would naturally want to be in a, in a dark environment because then they would have the advantage because they're used to it. It's like when the burglar comes in, you turn out the lights because you know where you're going. Mm -hmm. Well, worms don't even really have brains that much. They just have those ganglia. There's like a little ring of them that goes around where their throat is. And that's all they got. There is, so their brain is a ring of neurons around their front hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are all worms, so I'm very mildly familiar with the anatomy of the worm after having worked with earthworms, which I believe I purchased from a bait shop on Route 74 in Cincinnati. How much do they cost? 
Don't ask me for receipts. <laughs> I think you got took. <laughs> it was not. It was not much. I like thinking about uh, the guy working at the bait shop, and then he sees the father and son come into the bait shop, and he's like, "Oh, they're gonna go fishing." And then you go up, and you're like, "You buy a bag of worms," and he's like, "Well, have a nice time fishing," and you're like, "No, these are for my experiments." <laughs> Yeah, I I wouldn't have wanted to say that. Like today I would. Today I would cuz I would want to have the weird conversation cuz I've learned that's the spice of life. You know, you go to somewhere unusual and you talk to somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. Which when you put it that way sounds like kind of the, like the button button episode of Twilight Zone, but you tell the guy I'm doing an experiment and he said what experiment and you tell him well I'm going to shoot these suckers up. And he would be like, wow, why? And I'd be like, because I get graded in the public school system. Like, that's what I that's what I would say now. Right. I'd be like, isn't it fucked that the public school system is making me inject worms? Like, shouldn't they just give me the A and move on? <laughs> like, can we just skip it? Because I have to learn about the worm either way. And I walk away with my knowledge. No worms have to die. Right. <laughs> In addition to all those other worms, there's also parasitic worms like tapeworms and roundworms and pinworms and all those kind of worms that live in animals and live off of those animals. Now, ringworm isn't a worm. Ringworm is a fungus, right? Ringworm is a fungus. Roundworm is a worm, though. Roundworm. Okay, ringworm is just... Uh... That's like, you get that from, like, the wrestling mats. <laughs> <laughs> I would just... <laughs> you get that from wrestling. <laughs> That's why we stopped doing sweating to the oldies. That's the old gym... <laughs> you get the old spots after gym class. Oh, you got that ringworm. Right. Fucking wrestlers. So, I know what you might be asking me right now. Yeah, I know exactly... What I want to ask you, which is I'm thinking about the last long swirly burly that we talked about, which is the snake. Tube. Yeah, the tube guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know a whole bunch of stuff about snake. If you haven't listened to our episode on snakes, you need to do it. But different, right? Yes. The difference between a worm and a snake. Snakes are the geniuses of the worm world. <laughs> in that they have brains and eyeballs. <laughs> Oh, if you were a worm and you met a snake and the snake was like, and he did his little tongue thing, you'd be like, you can smell. You have a jaw. (laughs) 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 Okay, so snakes are vertebrates. That's right. They're all spine. Mm -hmm. Worms are all tube. Yeah. All day. Squish. Uh So snakes are much more buffer and stronger and cooler than worms are. So worms, though, so they're invertebrates, so they're totally squishy. Is Mm -hmm. that muscle? Is their whole body technically muscle? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay, so if you think about it that way, they're more ripped than snakes by unit of mass because they have no bones to hold them back. Right. But the snakes can do a, woo, crazy move. Look at my lips. And the worms can't do that. Now, yeah, okay. So you said, look at my lips. And that's the crucial (laughs) thing. You were undulating. Like a snake. Now, a worm could also undulate. But then when you came in for the look at my lips, that's where the snake excels. (laughs) His big, beautiful lips. (laughs) 
worms don't undulate like a snake does. A snake does like a little S move, and that's like kind of how they move, right? Yeah. Worms do more like a like one of these. This is not a visual medium. <laughs> they have the. I'll get to. I'll tell you about how worms move later. A snake exists past the end of the tube, so the snake's mouth goes through, and it has a central tube. Uh huh. But then the snake's butthole is not all the way at the end of its tail. Yeah. Now, are all worms, like, tubular? Like, the mouth is always on the very front and the worm mass is all the way on the very back? Basically, yeah. Okay. But snakes don't do that. Snakes actually have a proper butthole. Uh-huh. Okay. Worms are more diversified than snakes are. There's worms. There's all kinds of different kinds of worms. You know what I'm thinking about now? Okay, so a worm... If a worm is on a toilet, <laughs> Go on. first of all, he's got to form like a clover leaf or something to keep yourself on there. <laughs> and then the tail finally is the last, the tail is the last part that dips down. Well, see, I imagine. But a snake, yeah, uh-huh. think about this. So a snake, so we sit on the toilet. So we think about the human anus as being in the back. Mm-hmm. Because if you'll recall, the classic nursery rhyme says, around the corner, fudge is made, and that's the back of the butt, uh-huh. right? But the snake, you go down, beautiful jaw, luscious lips, goes down, snakey-wakey all the way, and then the snake is on the ground and the snake is on its belly, uh-huh. and its head is upright and it's on its belly, the snake's butt is on its front because the butt is facing down onto the ground. Uh-huh. If the snake's butt were on the back, it would be going up. It would be ass up. Uh-huh. That's the way I like to wriggle. Right. <laughs> right. But so the worm is really, we are butt back configuration, ass in the back. Snake <laughs> is ass in the front and worm is neutral. <laughs> neutral snake yeah. Or, or worm ass is just down the center, neither front nor back. <laughs> huh? I would love to get... Now, it would probably be hard to teach a worm because of the absence... <laughs> yeah, the brain thing. <laughs> yeah, the absence of uh, like cognitive density or whatever you would say that mm-hmm. would give them the ability to learn and retain information. I would love to buy a little tiny toy toilet for a worm and just have it crap in there. And then you've got, and that's rich soil. Right. That's really because the worm eats dirt and then what it processes out, that's the good stuff. That's worm castings. Mm-hmm. And so you put that on your plants and stuff. Sure. Worm poop. Is called yeah, it's called castings. Yeah. Yeah. Worms have more diverse food habits than snakes do. Like worms will eat basically anything they can get into their tube. Okay. Snakes are a little more picky. The very size variation in worms is a lot more than snakes. Snakes have scales and worms do not have scales. Oh right, yeah. And there's no such thing as venomous worms. Really? Uh-huh. So worms, basically, if you see a worm and pick it up all day long, you will not be poisoned. It will not bite you. Okay. So do worms have any chomp capability? Not really. I mean, some animals have grinding teeth. Well, some of them have, like, leeches have, like, a couple teeth. Oh, is a leech a worm? Yeah. Is a slug a worm? No. Okay, go ahead. So a leech is a worm, and a leech has... 
like little teeth to poke into you. So some of them will have like little tooth type arrangements in there, but they don't have like a jaw really. The way that their mouth works is it's a tube and it's like they will squirt the tube out farther, like prolapse their tube and then get something and then they will pull it back into its mouth. Oh wow! But it's like it's like a, it's like one of those water tubes that you get at, at the coastline. A water wiggler. The water wiggler. <laughs> the, the one that I'm always trying to convince you to fuck one because I would fuck one if I had a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that I would. I feel like I would. Uh, it would be on my list of things I would do with a dick. I can't convince anyone else to do it though. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure within a third of a second, if you wanted to see somebody <laughs> fucking a water wiggler, from being it, I could probably from, be being it. Yeah, yeah, from Kosai that says, <laughs> "Oh, you know what? Here's Natalie, uh-huh. a million dollar idea." Oh fuck! Garbage Brain University, <laughs> million dollar idea. Hit me with that million dollar idea, Danny. Okay, you go to COSI. Now, if you're not in Columbus, it stands for Center of Science and Industry. They claim they're the number one science museum in the country. I don't know who gave them that prize and who they're competing with, but they claim to be number one. Let them have it. It's important to them. Well, I will say I've been to one other science museum, and it did suck more than COSI does. Yeah, sorry, Cleveland, beautiful city, your science center, not as good as COSI. So here's my million dollar idea is you get the water wigglers, right? Mm -hmm. And you turn it up. You know, when they take the burger and they make it gourmet and you're like, $14 for a burger, this is silly. But you eat, you could eat a $14 burger and you could be like, okay, all right, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm good. I yes, that's worth two and a half burgers. Yeah, right. <laughs> a normal water wiggler, just water. Uh-huh. Our water wiggler, a a gel that has thixotropic properties, so it's got a specific viscosity. It's got specific heat transfer characteristics. Right. Uh-huh. We engineer this sucker. Number two, the main innovation on the water wiggler, no seam. Uh-huh. The main reason why I why I never <laughs> thought that I would jam one in a water wiggler <laughs> is the motherfucker has a seam on it. I usually loop it up really good. It's 2020. <laughs> All of the sex toys in the world are either called Plippo 30. Yeah. Or the obliterator. <laughs> so we've got to compete. And Fleshlight doesn't do it. Fleshlight, Fleshlight was, doesn't water wiggle. Fleshlight was designed by a cop. Right. And <laughs> it can't be branded. Now, here's the crux of the idea. Your water wiggler, your gourmet water wiggler. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> just because otherwise it would have that silicone scent. It's a little bit of rosemary on there. Yeah. And. That smells like lamb. <laughs> so you've got the water wiggler seamless. Mm-hmm. No seams anywhere. And print it on the side instead of Science Expo <laughs> 2020. You know what you put on the water wiggler? Huh. I love fucking science. <laughs> 
Right. There you go. Ten bucks a piece. Kids will be asking. <laughs> Can I please have the fuckable water wiggler? <laughs> please. See, you started having your million dollar idea, and I think this is might be a garbage brain first, is that I think we have a double million dollar idea. My idea was that I would start a museum for dudes to go to where you would pay X amount and you go through the museum and you can stick your dick in all kinds of different stuff. Stuff that you would never even imagine sticking your dick in. $70. 70 80 That's not a family trip. Right. <laughs> so you've only got a budget for one ticket. Uh-huh. You know, you take five people down, it's 14 bucks a piece. Oh, I can't believe I had to shout out $70. <laughs> right. No, that's a solo trip. <laughs> like, what would it feel like to put your dick in a bucket of water that was full of marbles? You would know. What, what You've it got me like? wondering. What does it feel like to stick your dick in a bag of oatmeal? Now Dr you know. Dry or cooked? Cooked. Oh. <laughs> different temperatures it would be like a whole exhibit cold oatmeal oh that you know what oatmeal. they should do it, they have the thing where you sloppy put... oatmeal <laughs> <laughs> have have you seen the exhibit at the i think this may be at cosi it may be at the state fair i don't remember but there's something where they've got like a peltier junction on some pieces of metal and it's like fingers coming out and the fingers interlace but don't touch. Half of them are very cold. Half of them are chilled. The other half are very hot and you put your hand on it and you immediately get the sensation that your hand is burning uh -huh. because triggering both your cold and hot sensors, I guess, or your, your nerve reactions, if you have simultaneous nerve reactions to cold and hot the sensation is that of burning uh -huh. and so that would be an idea for the dick gallery oh yeah what and if your dick's on fire you pull that sucker out and it's unharmed we would have a whole exhibit of all the different bugs like the, like the guy from the internet what's it like to put your dick in a bunch of worms what's it like to put your dick in a bunch of Roly polies. Oh, this is fantastic. It's like, you know, the old school Halloween where they peel the grapes and they say, this is an old man's eyeball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. This is a Frankenstein brain. <laughs> you just stuck your hand in a little Bo Peep. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, for your penis. Right. You know, the practical issues of sanitation and everything. I think that's that's water but under you the wear bridge. A oh. I think what they would do is I think you could either bring your own or it would be like ice skating where you just pay five dollars extra. Yeah, he used the one that you'd return at the end. <laughs> Well, they do, you know, the metal thing, like in the shoe store where you slide up and down, it tells you what your shoe size and your mm -hmm. width is. They do that, and then they give you, they, they Febreze it, and they give you a rental condom. Right. <laughs> it's more eco. It would lose its elasticity after a few people, so they give you a little elastic belt to put it on with, like a menstruation thing. <laughs> yeah, like one of those menstrual belts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's like extremely old school. That was like 20 years before I was even born. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think I've you ever know, seen one of those in real life. 
they're all they're sitting in the warehouse. Nobody's using them because everybody's tamping out now. So you bring those suckers out and those hook onto the condoms. Tamping out. <laughs> like bananas for them. They fucking love them. <laughs> uh, so um, the most regular worm you can think of is like a regular worm, right? Earthworm. Yeah, yeah. that's an annelid, right? Right. Annelids are like worms that you see on the street, the worms that you meet. No, they really <laughs> are the worms you see on the street because they come out when it rains and it dries out and they're like, I can't crawl back down through the sidewalk and that's it. Right. So those are those are earthworms. They're annelids. Ragworms are annelids. Leeches are annelids. There's 22,000 different species of annelids now annelids are segmented worms right they have little segments and they have little short spiky hairs on each segment isn't that how they locomote it's called parapodia it could be hairs it could be like little jutty things it could be anything little nubbins nubbins scrubbins otherwise if the whole thing was just smooth and lubed up it'd never get anywhere right they are bilaterally symmetrical and they're invertebrates and they have parapodia that is like what annelids all have in common so do you know how worms actually go like you know how we were talking before about how snakes go this is what i was talking Uh, about we were going to talk about right so yeah so worms scrunch up one little part of their body and stretch out another part and then they scrunch out that part and expand the first part it's peristalsis so oh. it is like say, the same I, the same way that like your intestines squish poop down it. So you just have muscular contractions that travel down your body and then instead of pushing shit through your through your own pipes it's just moving a worm along. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they have all those little segments and each segment has a pair of parapodia on it and has some organs in it. What kind of organs does a worm have? I wanted to pull up the picture of worm organs because they don't have anything in them. Yeah, so it's just a tube and then there's a little bulge in the tube that has a line to it that says gizzard. <laughs> yeah. Um, its brain really does wrap around its front hole. Yeah, and it's just a little guy. It doesn't really so much have a heart as it does have, it has like a ring of vessels. And that's it. It's just all tube, baby. What is a worm up to? Like, what does it think about? Like, what's its internal life like? I mean, you could say the same for news anchors. Here's something that I've thought about is, so you're a person, you're made up of all the molecules and stuff that was dirt mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And then the dirt went into the corn and then your grandpa ate the corn, right? Right. And so forth. And so all the molecules travel. If a worm eats you, are you a worm? You're you're the worm now. Yeah. If a bird eats the worm, are you the bird now? Kind of. Or is the, or is the bird you? Man. <laughs> you got to get your own molecules like into the ganglia. You know right. what I'm saying? You got to get your own molecules into the thinking stuff. But even then... Like, consciousness is just an emergent property of the connection of all that stuff. So, Hmm. never find out, trapped here on Earth. (laughs) Yes, sweet hell existence is pretty sweet. 
<laughs> Aliens, they don't really know how long they've been around because they are just meat tubes. And so it's impossible to ever see what happened with them. Did they ever get, like, stuck in amber or anything? Um, They have found some mouth parts of of annelids that were like leeches so they had teeth okay and that's how they were able to date them to the point they were able to um the oldest known fossil that came from something that was like a worm was about 518 million years ago if all you need to do is just eat the dirt of all the dead plants and animals and then you shit the dirt out and then the plants are like mmm Worm dirt seems like pretty symbiotic to me. Yeah. One worm washes the other. Have you ever washed a worm before? Did you ever give your worms a bath? I don't know. Now I want to. They like it. They like being wet. Yeah. Could you drown an earthworm? Morally, could I? I'm not sure. (laughs) I don't think I could intentionally kill an earthworm. Maybe this makes me sound weak. No, I was meaning more like if you you put an earthworm in a glass of water, we'll just die immediately. Or we'll get waterlogged and you can just like... I mean, you tell me. You said that it. You said that it breathes air, so it it, it needs breathes. to stay moist enough for its skin to. Yeah. Okay, so it's sort of like an insect breathing through its exoskeleton. If you clog that with a weed resin. Yeah. All right, so I would. So I imagine if you got a chamber. Let's say you had one of those big. You're not allowed to call it a bong. So let's say you had a glass piece for tobacco use. Tobacco use only. Yeah. And you put a worm in the middle, uh-huh. and you just milked that sucker. You got him opaque. <laughs> yeah. I think the worm would plug up. I think if you put a worm in pure water, the worm would probably squirm around and try to get out of the water. What if you resonated it first? I think if you resonated a worm, this would be like when indigenous people (laughs) would coat a canoe in like tar or pine resin to make it waterproof. Uh I think you could waterproof your worm and he would just float and he would dip (laughs) in and get as wet as he needed to be. He would just be, that would be ideal worm existence. Resonated worm floating in a mug of water yeah just a mug of water in your kitchen watch him go (laughs) float 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 he would be so happy i think covering an animal in weed resin and then watching him him watertight watching him futilely squirm around inside of a mug on your kitchen counter we still have streaming tv we don't have to do this right you can watch I'm all. I'm just a scientist. I just gotta do experiments. You understand? What? I just need to do my experiments with my worm, my resonated worm. <laughs> Nothing against the worms. I'm just like a scientist. I just gotta do experiments. I would compare. Yeah. I would compare it though to my control groups. I would have <laughs> just a worm in the dirt, obviously. Yeah. But I would also have. See how? Yeah, and I check back with him. See how he's doing. <laughs> yeah. See how he he seems very happy. Then we'd have the resonated worm floating in the water. Yeah. And then we would have just a worm that's resonated. And then we would have a worm that's just in the water. Yeah, you would have to do the whole combination of all the factors and compare. Yeah, exactly. It's like when they, they uh, they did an experiment where they had control group 
and then they had cold water and soap, and then they had hot water and no soap, and they tried to figure out whether it was the hot water or the soap that makes stuff clean more. And they said, well, if you do both, it's better. Like, I knew that. Thanks. <laughs> At least they didn't kill any worms in that process. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like let's not... I feel I still feel guilty about the ant. The ant would have already died by now of natural causes, but you know, I feel let's not resonate the worm. You know who probably loves getting resonated? Me. Yes. <laughs> I don't even see how you get clean in the shower. The water probably rolls right off you like, like a duck. A duck. I'm like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a bonobo, but... Do bonobos like getting resonated? I would imagine. I think you probably would if you let them. I, but all bonobos do all day is, is fuck. They fuck and they do gross stuff to each other. Oh my God, the bonobo has a zoo. If you have a zoo that has bonobos, don't ever go look at them. Uh, I mean, you have, you have to see it. You have okay. to see it. Because you look at them, you're like, oh, look at them. They're like little, they look like chimps, but they're not. Oh, look at them, right? I love them, right? No, and then you look and it's like the mom is pooping into the baby's hand and the baby is eating it. And then another monkey comes up and starts fucking the mom while she is like pooping in the baby's mouth. And then another one like skates by <laughs> and like pukes on everybody. <laughs> it's all it's like a society based on monkey fluid exchange. It's right. It's fucking disgusting. They're just puking and fucking each other and like eating each other's shit and like peeing on each other's heads all the fucking time. It's a nightmare. No other animals are like that. Yeah, the lions and, aren't on that shit. That's fucking disgusting. No, the Leonards don't do that. And the, <laughs> the thing is, is that they set the bonobo house up so it's like a kid's playground. Like the plastic kid's playground. Not the old metal ones we had as a kid where you bonk your head and die. Yeah. But like the ones where it's like multicolored. Like tube. Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese tube slides and nets and ball pits. And the bonobos are just sucking off the balls. Heads of lettuce covered in monkey shit. The bonobo, <laughs> the bonobo house is the ball pit. Yeah. You will get bonobo balls on you if you enter. <laughs> okay, so I was going to come clean and say I cut it up a worm once. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> it was also in the name of science. I was in science class, and they said, everybody, you got to cut one up. And I was like, all right. Were you careful, or did you just... We just had scissors, and we cut them into spaghetti. You, you... No! You... No. <laughs> <laughs> I was kidding. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> we, it was science class, and so we had, like, the dissection trays and the pins and the little dissection kits, and we dissected them. You know what? There's nothing inside of them. There's like nothing there. Yeah, no, there's nothing why? in there. This is a waste of time. You gave me all this anxiety about cutting an animal open and there's nothing in it. Yeah, why did you do that? It was a psych out. They psyched me out. I think they did that so that I wouldn't, I wouldn't protest as much when they tried to get me to do the frog. Yeah, they do that to numb you out so you don't go full E.T. when the frogs come out. Yeah. <laughs> 
I didn't, you know, I took a whole bunch of science and I never had to cut up animals. I'm, I'm thankful for that. I think that's too much. Yeah. I don't think you should have to cut up animals. I think you can look at diagrams of them. You know, Leonardo da Vinci made a whole bunch of old drawings where he showed where all the juice was and all the people. And I think he talked to some guys in Dutch and he figured out where all the juice was in monkeys. And he drew that stuff up too. I say <laughs> go with da Vinci. He was a genius. Right. You don't need to cut a worm. I just, you start... <laughs> At the end of the worm, and you take Fiskars, and you snip, snip, snip. This side, no! <laughs> you got three quarters of a worm left, and now you got to hold him still. What are you doing? You know what the picture of it looks like? Just agree with it. <laughs> I will tell you, I'll verify that this inside of a worm, it looks even less impressive than the diagram of the inside of the worm. <laughs> it's all tube, baby. It's not even color-coded. Uh-uh, it's all brown. Da Vinci knew how to do it. Uh-huh. Brown tube, baby. Brown tube express. That was a doctor, that brown tube, though. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> just said you're the doctor of the brown tube express. <laughs> I don't know what that means. It sounds fucking. I know what it means. (laughs) (laughs) All aboard. So, worms have like an outer layer on them. Like, their skin is not made of cells, but it is a layer that is secreted by the layer of cells underneath it. Okay, so they lube up. Yeah. And they do not molt. So they just keep their outer layer. Mm-hmm. Just like we do. Mm-hmm. No, we shed. We shed. A little bit. Lightly. I, I told you about their tube, their tube right? <laughs> Their mouth is the tube, right? And what they do is they use fluid pressure. And the area around their mouth does not have the rings. And so when it gets the fluid pressure from the segments contracting behind, it makes the inside of their mouth like prolapse out there into their face. Like a starfish or something. Yeah. That's what their mouth is. They don't, they, they don't. So it's just, it's just blood pressure. Mm-hmm. It's just like if you squeeze a water wiggler. Yes. That's what we were talking about the water wiggler. That's what made me talk about the water wigglers because I was talking about that, that worm's mouth. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have beautiful lips. They're just a water wiggler. Yeah. They just want you to put stuff in them. That's it. Well, uh, we just watched uh, a video of a food blogger who was in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And he got something called peanut worms. I don't know if they're the size of peanuts or they eat peanuts or what. But uh, the vendors would would take them. They'd turn them inside out. Yeah. They would serve them. You would eat them. But they would turn them inside out so you'd just only eat the skin and it was crunchy. It sounds yucky. I wonder if you could do that with an earthworm. I think the earthworm, I've heard of people eating earthworms. Are they good? Um, I don't think they are. What if you made them dig around in like busted up oreos for a few days beforehand so they were 
eating Oreos and pooping out Oreos. I mean, I have no idea what to predict for how an earthworm would taste if you ate it after the earthworm ate Oreos. But... I'll tell you what I would do if I had a bunch of earthworms Mm -hmm. and I put them in a red solo cup with a bunch of busted up Oreos. You know what I would say? (laughs) I would Willy Wonka those sons of bitches. They'd be fucking licking the walls and shit. Just like Willy Wonka shit. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) One would get too big and I'd roll it out right into my mouth. (laughs) It's a blueberry worm. So so we we need to start a restaurant. Eco restaurant. Mm -hmm. Wormy Wonkas. Wormy Wonkas, and we will have the worms living in containers filled with busted up Doritos. Oh, yeah. Uh, Both flavors. Frosted Flakes. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Tato chips. Okay, so yeah, we're going to do that, put all the worms, and then after the worms have eaten all that stuff and pooped it out, and then we will make entrees out of the worms. Just an amuse-bouche where it's a Chinese soup spoon and it's just got one worm in it. <laughs> or if it's, it's a bowl of spaghetti and it's worms. Oh, and all the oh all the spaghetti's worms. That's like when they do the zucchini, but in this one you do worms. Is that keto? Are worms keto? Yes. Folks, you heard it here. Not one, not two, but three. <laughs> Million dollar ideas. Woodles. The worm noodles. <laughs> worm is the noodle. <laughs> woodles are keto compliant. Ask your doctor about woodles. <laughs> well, they're definitely keto because it's just a tube, baby. Tubes are safe on keto. <laughs> I have a list of all the stuff that worms eat. But you know where I got the list from? Where? Uncle Jim's Worm Farm. <laughs> Some website where he sells worms that you feed stuff to. Yeah, well we're gonna we're gonna delete his website address from here because unlike our sponsors, Harlem Township, Ohio, the best township in central Ohio and Hazel Technologies, the best technologies. <laughs> they've got they've got technologies for keeping your produce fresh. Look them up. Unlike them, Uncle Jay's WF does not sponsor us. They suggest, this is what they suggest you feed to your worms. Fruits and vegetable waste. Paper. Paper? (laughs) Squash and pumpkin. Eggshells. Coffee. Bread. Pasta. Tea bags. All of its food except for paper in the bags of tea bags. (laughs) Grain. Hair. Lawn clippings. You feed your worms hair? (laughs) They love it, I guess. And animal manure that is not dog or cat manure. And according to their site, uh, worms do not like to eat salty food, citrus, spicy food, foods with preservatives, meat, and dairy products. Honestly, it sounds like I can just give the worms everything I don't want to eat. I'm not big on hair. (laughs) I love spicy food. I love meat. I love salty food. I love citrus such as limes, those little green sour boys, those are great. I'm no worm. (laughs) You know what else worms sometimes like to eat? Stuff in your butt. I'm talking butt worms, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Parasitic worms, and specifically pinworms. I did a little research on those guys, because that is the 
most common worms for people to have. Not to jump ahead, but when we had pinworms. (laughs) On average, they say that 20% of people have pinworms or will have pinworms at some point in their life. Okay. In the UK, it's 50% of people. And why is that? I don't know. They just love pinworms. They just have a nicer, I think they have a nicer climate. It's probably just all on the island. It's concentrated because of Brexit. They can't go anywhere now. Right, right. They're keeping all their pinworms. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you, there's nothing, uh, well, there are worse things. There are a lot of things that are better than that. I would say that's past the halfway point on the good-bad scale of everything that happens to you in your life. Right. (laughs) That's in the lower half. (laughs) So what happens is that there's these eggs, and they are out in the world, and they can live outside of people for up to, like, three weeks. What happens is someone will get eggs on themselves on their hands or something and then they'll get their hands in their mouth and then they will get the eggs in their mouth and then they have the worms they are transmitted by your hands or in food or on any other articles that someone who had pinworm may have been in contact with you very typically only get them when you have a small child in your house right um, the main risk factor is either being a small child or having a small small child in your house <laughs> or you live or work in a healthcare institution or prison. Okay. Which is the same thing as having a kid, honestly, if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They, they occur everywhere in the whole world, and they are the most common type of worm infection in the developed world. So, not to brag, I've only had pinworms once. Nobody knows where they came from, although I suspect it may have been the child in our house. <laughs> yeah, probably. I'm pretty good about hygiene protocols. I always stay clean and stuff. I don't end up grubbing around in the dirt and then having snack time and putting goldfish into my mouth with dirty hands, but that might be something that happens in school. Right. (laughs) So you send your child out into the world, they contract pinworms, and they bring the pinworms into your home. That seems more likely than any other vector, yeah. (laughs) As opposed to them, like, spontaneously manifesting inside of our home. Isn't that what they used to think happened with, like, flies? Yeah, yeah, they used to think that flies came from nothing. They thought that flies were born of rotten meat. Yeah, that rotten meat turned directly into flies, yeah. I mean, it was a pretty solid theory based on what they knew at the time. Which was fuck all. Yeah, it was just, (laughs) it's a very little bit is what they knew. And we still know very little. I remember reading that um, back in the Middle Ages when people, like, you know how now people are like, oh, if you get acne you can't squeeze it out because it's like not bad it's bad for your skin like they we understand it's like an infection right but in the middle ages they were like no you need to squeeze everything out immediately because they thought that the stuff that was coming out of your face was worms if you had a little bit of hard sebum and you squished it out it would look kind of wormy mm-hmm. so they, they thought it was worms they were probably redolent with pinworms all the time yeah absolutely and fleas and lice did you know that the average Earthworm has a vocabulary of 150 words. No, it doesn't. 
No, it doesn't. I just keep you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> what did you learn today about worms? They're squirmy. They're wormy. They're not very firmy. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> You know, the ecosystem wouldn't be the same without them. So let's respect them. You know, they're animals, just like anything else out there that moves around. Give them the respect they're due. They go out there, they churn the dirt. They work three or four years, right? Right. And they dry up on a sidewalk somewhere like uh, a raisin in the sun. Right. Yeah, they, they're they just here to eat dirt and, and shit dirt, and they're not out of dirt yet. So we just got to live with them. I think they're heroes. They're here longer than we've been. That's right. They don't hurt the world. I don't think they do. They roll around, they eat paper and hair. They attract fish. They do attract fish. <laughs> you know, uh, and heads up, if you're a fish out there, and you're swimming around, you say, well, this is my lucky day. Well, think twice, brother. Right, right. <laughs> uh, this episode of Garbage Brain University is brought to you by Harlem Township, Ohio, Central Ohio's finest township, and Columbus's little hat. And then also we have Hazel Technologies, your supplier of Little thingies that you put in your produce to make sure produce not be rotten after you mail it. Hazel Technologies for pears. Have you ever tried pears? Have you tried to mail a pear? Have you ever tried to mail an apple? Have you ever tried to mail a mango and then when it got to the place you mailed it to, it was rotten? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're all living in the black and white world where you can't mail a mango without getting the mango all fucked up. Enter Hazel Technologies purveyors of ways to keep your produce fresh if you haven't already patreon.com slash garbage brain university gives you instant access not only to all the patron only episodes but to our secret inner circle discord we're in there all day is less than you spend on earthworms <laughs> is it though i mean earthworms cost a lot more these days baby you're trying to play like you didn't know. I think that sounds like a man who has an earthworm purchasing addiction. But you're you're up here injecting them all day long when I'm not looking, are you? I mean, show me your junky worm box. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. I love you. We'll talk to you again Bye. soon. Goodbye.